Yes, it's picking up my sniffles. <laughs> oh, man. Are you under the weather? Yay, sniffles. Uh, I got allergy bothering me right now. Hmm. Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. <laughs> this is Ian. Under under the weather, Jared. Not feeling good, Jared. That, I don't is, know how you that, wanna... is, that is my dedication to this show, because I'm okay. sitting here right now. Any other, anybody else would have whipped out, but not me. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you could post something to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Or, and I completely forget about mentioning this, you could email godless Whoa. at ProfaneArg. Uh, and the reason I mentioned it is, I and I did forget about it, I got an email well, this week, and uh, it was a comment. So, it's, you know, I put it down in religious nonsense, so uh, we'll, we'll hit it later. Oh, is it nice. a bad comment? I believe no, I, I, no, oh, no. Damn it. Didn't I ask for bad reviews? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might have. Yes, I remember that yeah. now. You're like, yo, that, that Jared sucks balls. <laughs> that, that made Karen go and look at all, all of our reviews. Yep. And there was one in there that was amazing, but I forgot about it. So we'll talk about uh, it another time. <laughs> amazing, like you guys suck. No, amazing, oh. like what is this? What is this person talking about? <laughs> it was bizarre. All right, first let's. Oh, right. What are we doing on the show? Well, <laughs> we have to talk. We have to talk about the golden shoes. <laughs> and I've got a whole bunch of like state law news. Mm. Uh, but first, a couple follow ups. This is sorry to start it on a downer. Oh. But you remember the Joel Osteen Church shooting? Uh, there was an update from The Guardian about the boy who was injured. Apparently, he has lost a section of his frontal lobe. Eesh. Apparently, during the two surgeries done in the first 24 hours, he had m endured cardiac arrest multiple times. They have no idea how much brain damage he may have actually received because they cannot connect him up to a machine, the F, uh, electroencephalogram, because they had to remove sections of his skull, so they can't connect it up to get a reading. So, yay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Really bad. But, I don't know, was there anything else in that article that needed to be pointed out? Uh, the only other thing was that they still have not said who shot the child. So, you Oh, know. just own up to it. Yeah. Right. No one's <laughs> no, going to hold, hold you responsible. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no chance it wasn't one of the guys with yeah. sh shot her. Correct. Yeah. We discussed that before. Another follow-up. The New Hampshire Unproved Theories Bill. Mm. So this was a bill in the state Congress that was uh, looking at not making not allowing scientists or science teachers 
to continue to teach theories because they were unproven theories. They're not. They're proven theories. Um, it's just a complete misuse of the word. But in any case, the law was to make it so that uh, you, you wouldn't be able to teach a theory as science. <laughs> uh, this has been struck down in the House Education Committee. Hey, see, Yay. that's good news. That yes. is good news. Absolutely. Well, we said this probably wasn't going anywhere, and it apparently it got out of committee, but then got struck down almost immediately. So at <laughs> least some people are paying attention to New Hampshire. Yeah. I Hopefully somebody along the way went, what are you, stupid? <laughs> that, yeah, that's my dream. <laughs> Again, I, not even that. Like, I don't need to, to put anybody down. I'm just hoping at some point during committee or as it came out of committee, someone typed the word theory into their search bar <laughs> and pressed enter. And the definition of a collection of facts intended to explain something came up and they went, oh, I thought it just meant made up nonsense. And I went, no, no, it's just, it's several bits of information clumped together to explain a singular phenomenon. To the best it's of our abilities. or a maybe. Right. That's called a hypothesis. I know exactly. they're big words, everybody. <laughs> you, you start with a hypothesis and you don't get a hypothesis to a theory unless there has been a lot of review, a lot of study, peer sure. review, it, a lot goes into something becoming a theory. Right. Evidence, peer review, and repeatable. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, some other good news. Let's start. Uh, I'm moving on to news. Uh, Greece, international news. Over in Greece, this is this is rather significant. Last Thursday, Greek parliament voted to legalize same-sex marriages, making Greece the first Christian Orthodox majority country to do so. Huh. So oh. same-sex marriages are legal, and couples, same-sex couples will be legally allowed to adopt children. Wow. This huh. this was voted in the parliament 176 to 76. So not wow. even close. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Close. What show am I on? What's going on here? <laughs> I'm more disappointed in myself for being surprised. Like, once I read this and was very explained, I was like, okay, now I get to... But then I was like, oh, no, I was just prejudiced against Greece. I was like... <laughs> I was totally well, baffled that it wasn't legal. I was like, Greece? That's where they invented homos and democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the Christians showed up and it all went downhill, so... Right. And to be clear... Back in ancient Greece, yes, there was a lot of homosexual activity, but there wasn't a term for it. There wasn't anything for it. People just did what they wanted, and they weren't shunned. <laughs> so, you know, That's th there crazy. was actually no term for homosexuality. There was no being gay. It was just people are people. Hmm. I wonder why it didn't bother people back. Like, why did it make them feel icky in their pants and then want to make it illegal? <laughs> <laughs> Christianity? I don't know. Seems like that might be the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Oh, right here. We're getting right into it. Okay, let's talk about Donald Trump's shoes. <laughs> so uh, Trump showed up. Rift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump showed up at SneakerCon, which, man, what an apt name. It was <laughs> definitely a con from him. I get yeah. it. <laughs> He showed up with $18 made-in-China shoes that had been dipped in gold paint, and they added a T to them and a couple stripes of the American flag, and now they're being sold for $399. Yeah. 
Oh, right and on. he was booed while he was yeah, introducing it. He was yeah. booed throughout oh. his speech. Was there, he? There's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of videos. There's lots of boos going on, hmm. which makes sense. I mean, yeah, he's not Sneaker for everybody. Con, right, Sneaker Con has got to be a pretty, you know, representative of the United States Somewhat. young males. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Philly is liberal leaning. Yeah, and that where Sneaker Con is. Did I dream that? You did not. You are correct. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, like even any if they of did... his supporters could buy these fucking shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Any any of his non-donor supporters. But I guess I I don't know. First of all, it seems like, you know, a, a surprisingly elaborate grift. Like, what a weird niche market to target would be sneakerheads. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, they're there to, to, you know, pursue their passion and talk to other people and see rare sneakers they've never seen and make some deals and sell some shoes. Like, I don't feel like they wanted to be politically involved. I feel like the people buying these are like, listen, these are clearly their sneakers, which I love. They're limited edition, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they'll have some collectability or resale value on the other end. That's the key to that. Yeah. To selling the, yeah. uh, the sneakers. They're they not only like, made oh, it. my God, I got to get Trump some money. Yeah. No. I mean, I, how many sneakers does he think he's going to sell to pay his? Jeez. They didn't say how many there were, but they they did claim that they sold out. Hmm. Right. They well, also he says said that, that about everything. So I, right, right. And the people are also not getting their sneakers for five months, which is except for the ones that they had. You know, they were auctioning off at the time, which uh, actually takes us to the next story, which I'm going to well, jump into because it's amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. So one of the people that um, bid on sneakers at this at the sneaker con and won a pair of sneakers for nine thousand dollars was a, a Mr. Roman Scharf. And this sent me down a rabbit hole because this man is fascinating. Well, he was billed as um, Russian CEO, Roman Scharf. I'm like, Russian CEO? Well, that's interesting. Who is this guy? (laughs) Turns out he's not Russian. He is a CEO. He's a CEO of a luxury watch gray market website. And he went to Penn State. Yeah. And he he went to Penn State. He's the CEO of a company that sells (laughs) knockoffs, mostly. Well, we don't know. We don't know that they're all knockoffs. We don't know that they're all real. But the watchmakers that, they're not happy with him. No. but So he's part of, um, he has a podcast, or had a podcast, has one, I don't know, called Gray Market, which is about the buying and selling of uh, Rolex watches by people that are not authorized dealers of Rolex watches. So there's this sure. whole underground gray market for Rolex and high-end watches. I mean, we're talking watches that go for between 10000 and $100,000. Right. Crazy. They're, they're bonkers people. So this guy... Um, emigrated from uh, Ukraine, actually, when he was 13, I think it was, um, grew up in Philadelphia, went to Penn State, um, then started his own website. And But there was a, a one like one or two years in between going to Penn State and starting his, his own website when he was a vice president for uh, Deutsche Bank. Now, that, <laughs> that little piece of information we haven't been able to verify. Right. It's on his website. Right. As his experience. His bio. Yeah. But it it doesn't make any sense. Like, he graduated from Penn State and then, like, two years later started this website in Philadelphia. How was he the VP of Deutsche Bank right out of college? Yeah, he worked for, for like, a year. Well, he he started at Fleet Bank. Wait, you guys didn't get that job offer when you graduated from Penn State like I did? I turned it down. That seemed pretty standard. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's got red flags all over him. He's a fascinating individual. 
But it also introduced me to this weird gray market of Rolex watches. I mean, I knew that they were really expensive because I watched Antiques Roadshow every once in a while and people pull out, you know, their Uncle Joe's watch that was bought in yeah. Vietnam when they were on patrol. And some of those things are crazy expensive. They very much are. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a- Rolex is obviously the yeah. the the most esteemed luxury brand of watch that there is that I'm aware of. Right. At least, and- you know, that that's that's known throughout. I'm sure there are other brands that sell for more or, you know, Patek are Philippe. better quality. Yeah. But I mean, really, the brand yeah. Rolex is, it's, a, it's, it's yeah, it's like a, the Rolls Royce. Yep. There, Probably not the whole... best car in the world, but my <laughs> goodness, it's always associated with luxury. Yeah. There's this I whole... will never understand expensive watches, but go on. No. There's a whole bro, super wealthy subculture around these watches. And people, you know, will get, get themselves on a waiting list for a watch for you know somewhere and you know the people will send them an email say i've got one in stock and they'll jump on an airplane and fly to buy a watch it's crazy (laughs) it's a status symbol it's like any other piece of fine jewelry that people will shell out for yeah it's yeah it it was an it was an interesting you know hour or two of wandering around going what the hell is this guy (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy but yeah roman sharf (laughs) i was gonna say did donald trump mention anybody else from from uh Sneaker con, like that one guy who came up to him, huge dude, tears in his <laughs> eyes, got down on his knees and said, thank you, sir. Thank you for saving sneakers. Because <laughs> Biden's EPA regulations were going to outlaw sneakers. But you, sir, you made a difference in my life. <laughs> These I people just... who support him, they will <laughs> never tire of being shilled out yeah. garbage. Yeah. Like, the, the NFTs and all that shit, like, they just eat it up, man. They love it. Yeah. I mean, $400 for, uh, really, honestly, a, a pair of $20 sneakers. They're cheap Chinese knockoffs. Just gold lamade. Well, let's get something yeah. straight. All those sneakers are fucking cheap ass. Yeah. You know. Bottom, yeah. They just, you know, they put an X on it. And they said, we only made five of these with this X on it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Limited edition or... Lil Nas X threw some blood in the soul, yeah. or they threw some holy water in the soul. You know, other than that, they have to be, they, they have to have, uh, you know, a provable backstory. They mm-hmm. have to be, these are the shoes that Jordan wore in game seven of the 96 championship. Uh, these are the shoes that Jordan wore when he was filming Space Jam, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. There's a weird crossover because there is, you know, um, sports memorabilia, which is that that's what you're talking about. But these sneakers right. and other sneakers, like you know the the ones with blood and nonsense, yeah, yeah, that's more that too. It's status symbol sneakers. They're not yeah. sports memorabilia, right? Or again, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, those are still those are just like that for for sneakers. But you're right; they could be like these are the, uh, you know the 2024 reissued. Uh, you know, 92 Air Jordans mm. with the plastic lace covers instead of the vinyl lace covers. And <laughs> this one has, you know, gr- a gray tongue with a white stripe and the other ones have a white tongue <laughs> with a gray stripe and they're ultra rare. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a genuinely interesting subculture. It is, yeah. But it, it, so is everything that I don't know anything about. I'm like, really? People are this into it? And you find <laughs> out, you're like, yeah, they are. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Any, any forced scare scarcity product like those fucking cups that people were buying oh yeah <laughs> big dumb cup yeah <laughs> big dumb cup yeah <laughs> big dumb cup what the fuck is wrong with people 
<laughs> I don't because know. They, well, those are weird because they've been around for two decades. <laughs> what what happened that someone all of a sudden said this dumb Stanley mug is now fashionable? <laughs> well, but I mean, you get Beanie Babies and and Tickle Me Elmo yeah. and all of that shit. It, it's all yeah. uh, Franklin Mint, Elvis, you know, dishware. It, it people have yeah. are weird about collectibles. Sure, I'm super weird about collectibles. Oh, I, I, have, like, I, I feel have... like you guys should definitely know that. Karen and Ray have been in the. <laughs> What is that, like the four by four corner that I'm allowed to live in my house? <laughs> it's nothing but weird collectibles. I have one of those Franklin Mint uh, commemorative plates of the uh, Imperial, Shutter T- Imperial Shuttle Tiderian landing on the uh, forest moon of Endor. <laughs> yeah, but, but they're thematic of, of, of you know, uh, a movie franchise that you enjoy. You don't buy Beanie Babies. You you have no desire to own Beanie Babies. You have you, your collectibles are around a theme, at least. <laughs> Semi, I own Beanie Babies. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was not waiting the collectible for that. kinds, but we own ah, some. Okay. <laughs> My uh, child uh, loves plushies. He owns uh, a lot of Beanie Babies and Squashmallows and things of that nature. Well, you can get Beanie Babies cheap nowadays, so it's all right. Yeah, they are. They never went up. Well, because if you make, again, what Jared was saying, if you manufacture a fake scarcity, yeah. that's how something is valuable. Right. You right. know, if you have, if you're that person who every year you bought a uh, a Hess truck mm. from your local gas station because you were sure it was going to be collectible, <laughs> and now 30 years later, it's still worth $4. <laughs> and taking up space in your basement, yep. Yeah, that was my favorite part about working in a comic book store was people coming in with shit that they thought was worth money. And I was mm-hmm. like, sorry, yeah. man, they made 50 million of those. It ain't worth right. shit. Right. <laughs> Come back when you have uh, Han Solo or, you know, with a with a lightsaber that extends. Not Han Solo, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, No, I, I absolutely. I mean, I feel like they summed it up in, uh, what's that, 40-year-old virgin? Is that the one where Steve Carell has a lot of collectibles? Mm. Hey, he was just talking about, he's like, they're like, ooh, it's a $6 million man action figure. He's like, that's worth nothing. This action figure that I have of $6 million man's boss, <laughs> that's the one that's worth all the money because no one bought that piece of crap. Right. <laughs> yeah, the unforced scarcity, um, that is where the, the, the money is. It's the accidental scarcity. Yeah. Oh, oh crap, there was a re- there was a misprint. We're going to have to, you know, well, well, the ones that are out there in the market, we'll just let them go. But we have to reprint. And the second edition is the one that sells, you know, the volumes. But that, you know, the 1,000 of the first edition, which has the, the misprint in it, oh my god, <laughs> that's the valuable. Yeah, I really think the highlight of this story is that it's such a unique mm. and specific grift, it lets me know that he is really, really desperate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought I thought the NFT trading cards were hilarious. This is, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also envious. not convinced that this is just all not a, a money laundering scheme. Sure. That he might have some oligarchs, you know, some rich friends who can go in and bid thousands and thousands of dollars on shoes or NFTs. And it's suddenly it's, yeah, it's just a money laundering. So are you suggesting that, you know, you could use Rolexes as a portable large amounts of cash? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) Not quite as easy as real estate, but, uh... Oh wait, that's his thing too. Right. Yeah. But if you're trying to get money know. from from Russians um, to a, an American at the moment, how does one do that? Hmm. Bitcoin. Uh, that's <laughs> one way. It's really difficult in the banking right. systems. It's, are, all, it's all cut off right. at the moment. But you know, a right. hugely expensive of, Rolex. Yeah. yeah. 
you do have to think of creative new ways to to launder that. I don't know. There's just something super disappointing and mm. equally satisfying about a stable genius billionaire begging for money on GoFundMe. Right. Begging. <laughs> begging for money. Begging. Yeah. He doesn't even need to beg. These fucking morons, as soon as that fucking uh thing came down that he had to pay the three hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. They started a fucking go they, they people just started one for him. Right. And they're Scientologists. And I'm betting you they're probably just planning on keeping the money and not giving it to him. Well yeah, if Steve Bannon started, I don't know. You should be careful. No. <laughs> I don't I didn't yeah, it wasn't Steve Bannon. It was some couple. Scientology couple. I mean there might be another one, but no, I just was talking about that when he started that oh, whole fun Scientology couple making money for Trump. That's like a grift on a grift. That's amazing. <laughs> I, uh, while we're still on Trump, I wanted to hit this next thing. Um, and I'm I'm curious what your opinions of this is. Now, the phrase was used in a very bad, very bad place, but I'm curious about what you think about this. Mm. There, so Trump has backed his longtime friend. David Bossy, who is running for re-election as RNC National Committeeman for Maryland. So this guy in this article, who, I don't know, what what is this on? Midas Touch. Midas Touch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this website at all. But the article is, it brings him up because he said a phrase in a very inappropriate place. He was on Fox News and he was doing the Trump argument, right? He's a Trump backer, so he's he was brought onto Fox News as the Trump supporter, arguing against a black gentleman and who was saying that Trump, you know, he who was against Trump. And this guy said, "You've got to be out of your cotton picking mind for ca- trying to counter Trump's defense." Right. Yeah. So saying you're out of your cotton picking mind. To a black guy, that's really inappropriate. Oh, but sure, that was I point. grew up, <laughs> I grew up as with this phrase all the time. And when I first read it, it took me I don't know half a second to realize why it was why it was a big deal. Yeah. Do you guys? Where, where do you guys come from? <laughs> it, I need I need the phrase repeated for me because I had to step away for a oh. minute. <laughs> what uh, was the he, phrase? So this guy accused Joel Payne, who is a black man, of being out of his cotton pick in mind for countering his defense of Trump. Yeah, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But see, now I understand why Ray was, yeah, growing up. And again, even in, in some instances, I'm sure if it had not been directed to that gentleman and the person who originally said it was, I can't even think of the guy's name. Who's that congressman or senator? Foghorn Leghorn? Lindsey Graham or nope the other one <laughs> oh Lindsey Graham. Uh, the Kennedy yeah yeah if he'd been like boy you better cock and pick mine I'd be like well he's he says that a hundred times a day he doesn't even know it has a meaning anymore <laughs> right this guy who said it is the he's not literally the same but he is the same guy who would instead of saying stingy intentionally say niggardly mm. Right. Say, what do you mean? It's a perfectly acceptable word. It doesn't mean what you think it sounds like anyway. <laughs> and I said, no, it doesn't. But you said it because it infers it. Right. Right. In Ray's defense on cotton picking, I did not learn this till about a couple years ago either. I, 
it that, it never occurred to me. Yeah, it never occurred to me either. I also didn't realize the phrase "Oh man, he sold me down the river." Yeah, same product problem. Is also <laughs> is also racist. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I, as, I, it, I, as it came up in the Discord for my whole life until I was in like my late twenties, I had no idea that I jewed them down on the price was offensive. Mm. <laughs> like I, it didn't even like in my mind. I would hear the word and it would not associate it with the word J E W. Mm. I thought it was really? just a similar sounding word that uh like J- you know J U W. Yeah, I don't know. J O O E D. I don't know. My like I generally don't know where the disassociation disassociation came from. I just you know, I didn't I don't know. For most of my life I didn't know that there was you know, obviously I know the Holocaust happened and I know that it's real now and I'm much more informed as an adult, but like I just Hating Jews didn't even occur to me. I was right. like, they're just other people, white people with a different religion, sort of. And it just so to think that there would be an ongoing slanderous term that had made its way into just common parlance almost. Mm. Um, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just one of those old timey expressions. I thought I never knew that when I had to pick who was going to be it at hide and go seek that doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo was racist. Wait, what? I just oh, didn't I, that's know a new it. one for me. I didn't know that was racist. How was that racist? It uh, wasn't always the word tiger. Oh. Oh, oh you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Um, tiger was subbed in. Yeah. Yep. Now, now I haven't encountered the phrase cotton picking. No, uh, no, it's good. <laughs> um, probably since I was, uh, you know, forced to watch Hee Haw as a child. <laughs> Um, so when I read Cotton Pick in Mind, I'm, I, it just rolled off because yep. I don't encounter it. Yep. I remember it from my youth. And then I thought about what the words actually mean and went, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. Uh, this was two days ago that I came to this realization. Don't feel bad, Ray. Listen, if I had, the only reason I learned it is because of a guy I knew down in Georgia went to a place called Cotton Pick and Chicken. Oh. Like a, it's like a fast food joint. Right. He's like, yeah, people don't like it because it's racist. And I was like, what do you mean it's racist? And he's like, cotton pick and think about it. And I was like, oh, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, I, I mean, the the one that always comes to my mind that I had a realization about not that long ago was um, I was I was gypped down at the at, at the supermarket. Yeah, that's another one. I'm like, oh, I didn't learn that one until my forties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, again, I just thought it was common parlance. Yeah. I had no idea that it was an abbreviation well, for gypsies. in your defense, it was common <laughs> Right. And also racist. Well, that was not, I guess that's more classist. I don't know what that is, but in any case. Yes, Hypatia, that is a term for yeah. gypsies. Yes. yes. <laughs> so in any case, I guess I'm, I'm somewhat defending this guy. Uh. Even though he's a Trump supporter and he's a complete douchebag, in this case, I'm quite sure he didn't think Anything about using that phrase? Well, I, I'm going to disagree with you because he, yeah. the, the yeah. way that the the black guy reacted should have told him that uh, oh, that yeah. was a faux pas, and he should have gone, sure. oh crap, I didn't, sorry about that, that's not what I meant. He he just doubled right, down. You, right? Could you remind <laughs> me who the guy was and where he's from? Yeah. Who the, who, who said the phrase? Not the guy who he said it to. Uh, uh, David, well, or at least Bossy. tell me his name. David, What's his name? D- David Bossy, he oh, okay. was running for re-election in Maryland for the RNC committee. Yeah. Okay, so he is from, all right, Maryland? now there is a line. I realize Maryland is technically a southern state, <laughs> but does, 
So do you think in 2024, mm. someone from Maryland uses the phrase cotton picking so regularly, he had no idea what he was saying to this black gentleman who he deeply disagrees with on a fundamental level? Right. But well, again, so Ray would have made this mistake yesterday. Ray would have. <laughs> no, Ray didn't realize no. it was a mistake yesterday. He would have never made this mistake. For my entire knowing of Ray, Ray has never, in even a benign situation, been like, what What do you mean? Stop at McDonald's for food. Are you guys out of your cotton-picking mind? I hate this food. <laughs> like, there's no... No one says that no. unless they are saying it maliciously. No one says it for fun, or if they're Southern. If they're Southern, they get a lot of passes from me. Sure. I, I, mean, I, I think it's kind of, it, I think it falls under the same category as using the word niggardly. It, 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 if you, you use it because Which no one uses unless they're trying to be hurtful. Right. He was trying to be hurtful, but he was skating the line because he thought he could get away with it. That's my opinion. Maybe. I don't know. I almost feel like playing? this might Go ahead. I'm say I feel like this almost falls in sort of maybe. I again I don't know the guy, so but I don't know if you remember when Ron DeSantis was running for governor against Andrew Gillum, I think his name was. Yes. The black guy. Yeah, and he was like, "We can't vote this guy in and and monkey this up," <laughs> and everyone's like, "That's racist." And I was like, "Is it or was he going for like throwing a monkey wrench in the machine?" He's right. skating the line and, was, and, and pissing people off. You know, yeah. very similarly, I'm going to play devil's advocate again in this guy's defense. I think he was on television and he was going to say, "You've got to be out of your fucking mind." <laughs> realized he couldn't use the word "fucking" and substituted and just <laughs> substituted something in quick and picked a really bad friend. So he had just watched some Looney Tunes cartoons and <laughs> maybe. Watching foghorn leg horn. Could I also, could I, you know, do I know this guy at all? No. Is it possible that he's being racist? He's friends with Trump. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know, I guess is good. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, isn't he the chairman of Citizens United? Oh, David Bossy. Oh, is he? B O S S I E? Yes. David Norman Bossy? Chairman. Oh, yeah. He is currently the president of Citizens United. Yeah. So let's revisit this question again <laughs> with new information. Was this an oopsie or is this guy trained this, sorry, this lifelong Bostonian? Mm. If that gives you another clue. Yeah. Why is he using the phrase cotton picking? Yes. Okay. Oh, My no, argument I was, just, I was, is I was dragging. Ground. I was dragging people from Boston also. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, but that's, I think that's a. That's not, yeah, I mean, you got a point. But there. I think that's a that's a Southern, I mean, I, that's got to be a Southern insult. Right, I'm just saying Bostonians are famously racist. Agreed. No one picks cotton in Massachusetts. No. <laughs> this guy's the, the president and chairman of Citizens United. I'm going I'm, I'm to be fresh out of benefit of the doubt for this dude. <laughs> and, Your argument is winning yeah. me over. I, Yay! <laughs> but also, sorry. Yeah. Grew up in Massachusetts, yeah. Like I said, I was trying to play devil's advocate, and I, I that, that's it. That's all I got. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so, good. I'm glad we had that discussion. So, let's move on to some religious nonsense. Again, I'm going to start overseas, over in Italy. This is what religion can do for mm. you. <laughs> an, Italian, an Italian bricklayer uh, was trying to do an exorcism an exorcism on his wife and two kids 
who he wanted to free from their demons, uh, and he killed them. Oh. Well, he's a bricklayer. He's not trained for this. (laughs) Well, yes, he was. He was trained by the church. You gotta fight demons every step of the way. I mean, that sounds like there's some mental health issues there. Uh, More likely, so there were two accomplices. Oh. They were, the accu- they were both <laughs> accused of inspiring him to kill his family so that the house could be liberated from demons. The police uh, said that the three are allegedly part of a religious sect. All right. It, I'm still going with a you know, uh, mental defect, but of a different type, uh, perpetuated by the church. Caused by brainwashing? Yes. Of the church? Yeah. And personal weakness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So his two kids, 16 years old and five year old, were both killed. And it doesn't it doesn't have like how, but it was he was trying to exercise demons. Uh, yeah, they were found dead, strangled with chains, and the one was suffocated. Oh my god! Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got You got to tie the people down. Mm. The the them thrashing around and begging for mercy is the demon trying to get out. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to keep that pillow pushed down to keep the demon quiet down in hell. Yeah. yeah. You don't want it. You don't want it using. You don't want it using its guile to, to trick you into releasing it. What is make it? you think it's actually your child? Yeah. What is it about if, if, if you if the if the woman floats, she's a witch. If she sinks, she's actually not a witch. But oh, she's oops, innocent, right? innocent. But uh, too bad you drowned. <laughs> yeah. But she goes to heaven. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Freed from the totally, demons. Totally worth it. Yeesh. Mm. Yeah, to me, I just I mainly left this on here as a another. This is what good religion can do. It's another. I mean, this guy would never have done this. I don't think if it weren't for religion. No. Uh, um. Also under religious nonsense, and this is from Mike from an email. Thank you for pointing this out. Uh, this is a link to YouTube. It is actually also Midas Touch. No. Oh. <laughs> Twice in one podcast, I'm encountering this. I don't know anything about it. Uh, It's a video from Ken Harbour. Harbo? I don't know how you pronounce that. It is a video talking about a Missouri state representative who is arguing for complete abortion ban. And her argument is based on God doesn't make mistakes. Mm. So it has a clip in here, if you do listen to it. Um, she says that God gives life. Where do babies come from? Babies come from God. So if you are pregnant due to rape or incest, God doesn't make mistakes. So the baby comes from God. And that's why she is arguing complete abortion bans in Missouri. Why do anything then on for anybody? Right. Why do we care about what happened uh, in Israel? God doesn't make mistakes. Right. Yeah. Those Hamas people were going to come over there and do that. Just, you know, just sit back and just let it happen. Now, the one guy, the guy she is talking to in this recording uh, does say, well, God doesn't make mistakes. But sometimes the things that he created, like me, I make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. Um, But. (laughs) So his argument is, well, God isn't the one making the mistakes. It's people making the mistakes. But babies only come from God. So the baby is never a mistake. It makes it super – I mean, that's why, uh, you know, the anti-choice groups, 
their voice carries so far is because they are protecting something that is pure and unable to, you know, oh, sorry, and unable to protect itself. That is always the argument. And it's always the reason why there's no winning these people back from the edge. Right. Again, unless it happens to them. And, right. and I know, you know, you know, I don't like people suffering by association, but you know, there's a there's a sad, dark part of me that's like, man, I know this woman has a a daughter or a granddaughter or a niece. Mm. I hope they get raped. I hope they get raped so bad and they get pregnant. See how happy she is about it. Yeah. It's a oh, well, it, it won't even be an issue, Ian, because then she'll just go. I ignore what I said. <laughs> oh, that 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 law is not for me. It doesn't yeah, even that matter. Law is, even that, even if someone she, else. Yeah. Even if they ask her, go, well, how are you performing this abortion on your child after what you said? You'd be like, that's not what I meant when I said that. Right. Move on. God Joe spoke Biden, to me and Joe- said that I was the exception. <laughs> yeah. Right. Joe, Bo- Joe Biden's woke. <laughs> now, the same woman also has said that she found out that she could never have a child. So that makes her closer to this situation and wanting babies to be born more. Uh. So, so she has a special perspective because she can't have babies Uh, which to me is just kind of gross again you're only forcing your religious beliefs onto other people that's all that's happening here right 100 percent of this argument is you thinking that freedom of religion allows you to force your religion onto other people and you want to you want to use your personal pain to affect other people's lives yes yeah bitch get a hop Bitch, adopt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, I didn't see the I didn't see the representative's name in this, but it's a 13 minute long video. It's got some interesting discussions in it, including the full the clip of her of this congresswoman giving her perspective on everything. Um, and it has a retort from Dr. Amanda Weinstein, who uh, what's her background? I don't remember. I don't remember what her background is, but um in any case, it's it's a good it's a good listen, uh, it's a good retort. So, but unfortunately, this person still has a representative seat in the state of Missouri. Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, a Republican, surprise. From, yeah, what a shock! <laughs> from Arnold, Missouri. All right, uh, moving on to politics because we're already. Yep, I'm thinking a lot of these state laws might go by quick. We'll see. Mm. Um, <laughs> on politics, there was a letter issued by the Congressional Free Thought Caucus, specifically. Oh, who were the two people um, on the? It was. Oh, I can't remember his name. Ras- Raskin was that his name? Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin. He exists. Yes, Jamie yeah. Raskin. And Jared Huffman were the first two people who signed on to it. Uh, it was, again, letter from the Free Thought Caucus. The Free Thought Caucus are people in Congress who are encourage free thought, who are <laughs> kind of more toward the secular way of thinking. Uh, they put out this letter denouncing Speaker Mike Johnson's selection of Jack Hibbs as the guest chaplain for the House of Representatives. Um, The letter outlined concerns with Hibbs' egregious record, including his association as a Christian nationalist, his involvement in January 6th insurrection, his long history of spewing hateful vitriol toward Jews, Muslim, LGBTQ individuals, and anyone inconsistent with his biblical worldview. And my port accountability part. (laughs) (laughs) So Speaker Johnson's best bud and... um... 
someone who speak who thinks just like Mike Johnson. Yes. Uh, why exactly? Yeah. Why why would a letter from these people dent that at all? <laughs> oh, it won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, it's it's the same. Just a letter. A letter puts them on record as objecting. Mm, right. Sure. Okay. It's the same as you know the the when SCOTUS makes a decision and there's dissent. Mm. Somebody people write up a dissent and signed on to it. It you're on the record as this is not right. That's fair. As long as they don't and, think they're yeah. changing his mind. <laughs> the letter they is do not. the letter is public, so there is a copy of it online. There's will be a link to it on the webpage. Mm. Um, I don't remember much about this next thing, but the Department of Justice has charged. The FBI informant who had said that the Ukraine bribes for Biden, if you remember that, uh, the informant Alexander Smirnov. The rock solid informant? Yes. <laughs> has now been. He's not an informant. This brave whistleblower. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who has now been charged with lying because they, the Department of Justice uncovered evidence that he absolutely made this shit up. So the, the, the tiny little bit of flimsy <laughs> evidence that connected Burisma to Hunter to Joe was all a lie? Huh? Huh? But I was told by respected congressmen no. <laughs> that he was, I mean, like, this is irrefutable. This guy's the best. <laughs> he won't testify in public, doesn't want to be involved, just whispered in your ear, ran away. <laughs> so that's some kind of psyop job, yep. right? Like it's totally yeah. okay. Well, just, just make. I mean, sure. going back to the conversation we had in Discord midweek sometime, um, this guy was arrested in Russia um, back in 2019, I believe it was, and charged with serious crimes. And then suddenly, uh, that seems to have gone away. And he lied about the Bidens right after that. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So now that he's been caught. <laughs> How many months before he dies of a suspicious poisoning? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I mean, right now I think he's in custody in America, so that that's a hard ask. <laughs> Although they got to you know Epstein, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a whole lot of people wanted Epstein dead. True, not necessarily just the the, the Russians. So, right. I mean, it, none of this is surprising. But I'm, I'm sure the Republicans are, you know, still going after impeach, impeaching Joe Biden for something. I mean, hell, they impeached Mayorkas this past week for no good goddamn reason. And just a waste of fucking yeah. time. And money. So. Not like they're passing bills, right? <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah. again, for the same fake reason why they impeached Mayorkas, if dereliction of duty were an impeachable defense, there'd be like six Congress yeah. members right. left. <laughs> Very true. I did notice uh, on the calendar, it was interesting. So the house is away for two weeks. They're on vacation. That was um, the day before, uh, what's his name, was killed by Putin in, in prison. Navalny. Navalny. Oh, yeah. Navinelli. Yeah. I mean, they, he was killed He was killed. You know, the same day, day before. They went away for two weeks, so they couldn't vote on the aid to Ukraine package. Coincidence? Uh, sure. No, yeah. it's not a coincidence. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny. Josh is asking you to name the six congressmen who would still be in. Um, I'm not sure we, we really have time to, to get into that. but Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like some things happen occasionally. Yeah. I like to think that there's somebody there doing their job accidentally. Yeah. Trying at else. least. Yeah. Two, 
I only got two off the top of my head, Sanders and Warren. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I'll give you those two. Bernie Sanders. They're old. They don't have much left to gain. <laughs> They're just been spinning their wheels for a bunch of times. They, try. they try. Certainly I not think. Fetterman anymore. <laughs> See, I mean, again, I don't think he's, is he acting against the best interest of the country, or is he just back to doing nothing? Uh, which is, people are not happy with him because of his stance mm. on Israel. Well, he's a little, you know, uh, you know, wrong and confused about that. That's that's for sure. Again, that's he's got the problem, and um, I say this because you know Karen kind of established it on the show, and Jared definitely did. I don't mean this as a dig for his stroke or anything like that, but he can't hold two thoughts mm. in his head. He said, "Well, why, why, why should they stop? Why shouldn't we just be demanding a you know complete surrender of Hamas? That's fine." While we're waiting for that to happen, let's stop murdering civilians yeah. for political gain. Yeah, please. Well, I don't know about nope. political gain. I think it's just because we think we can get away with it now. Yeah, because oh, I thought I thought it was. I meant for Netanyahu's yeah, political right. gain. Right. But also, like he's but he's also like playing on the sympathy. Like, here's my chance. I can fucking wipe them all out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and we talked about this earlier too when this first went down. There were, uh, I think the Egyptians said, we told you this was going to happen. We warned you this was going to happen. And we talked about it on the show. Do we, I mean, how much did Netanyahu know and did he let it happen as a means of gaining political cannon power? I wouldn't put that past him at all. Yeah. But in any case, uh, I feel like we're going long. I'm going to hit some of these other things. I have another thing that uh, is against the Biden administration uh, again. Don't make this stop you from voting yeah. for Biden. Um, it's just annoying. The Food and Drug Administration and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention could soon be employing a indigenous knowledge policy in their research. What this means is apparently some part of the Biden administration is encouraging not just the, the FDA and the CDC, but also the NIH, National Institute of Health, to they're encouraging these organizations to employ indigenous knowledge in their research. So what that means is when they're looking at stuff, they don't just rely on scientific evidence, but they also bring forth the older people of indigenous peoples to get their perspective on spiritual or health impacting process that they may have in regards to you know, the different studies that these organizations do. <laughs> I mean, there's two different... <laughs> exactly. There's two different things in here. There, the one is that uh, spiritual belief and, you know, meditation, whatever, you know, thing, calming practices have shown scientifically to have a benefit to people's physical health, mind, body. There, there is something to that. So you, you put, put, you know, using it alongside of, of medication, great, rock and roll. Um, if they're talking about using ayahuasca instead of chemotherapy, now we have a problem because you can actually use the scientific method to determine whether it works or not. <laughs> now, but is it any more than the placebo effect? That, I mean, that's a... What's that, ayahuasca? No, no. Oh, that ain't no placebo, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the spiritual aspects having an impact. Now, that being said, placebo effect is more than 50%. Right. In You know, so... Uh, should we just disband it? You know, should we ban it? And no, confess? of course not. No. 
but I think your your point being we we can't replace actual medicine or science right. with, with this. Right. And don't try and don't spend any time determining if, you know, uh, if uh, homeopathy actually works because it's complete nonsense. Can we not do that, please? <laughs> Total side note, I glanced over at Discord real quick. I thought that was Joe Biden. That so did I. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I was like, that's got to be AI. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's just an old, old dude that looks like Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm getting a paywall on this next thing. Um, but in Wyoming, and this we're going to hit some of the state new state laws here. Mm-hmm. Wyoming lawmakers proposed a bill to label blood. Specifically, if you go and give blood and you have received a COVID vaccine, you will be required to disclose this. And he wants the blood to be labeled as having COVID vaccine so that anyone (laughs) getting that blood uh, has the ability to, I don't know, turn down the life-needed blood. (laughs) Sweet. Yes, please. Yeah, you know what? I think that, like, Ian, I'm okay with this. There is a blood shortage. If we don't have to give it to dummies, yeah, yeah. and maybe they'll awesome. die. <laughs> yeah, thin the herd. Yeah, I can imagine 100%. if this. I know they tried to fix Social Security by introducing COVID and killing all the old people, but if you want to keep it rolling and kill some dumb people too, yeah, I have to down. imagine the person who even asked this question and then would turn down the life saving blood. They're not contributing that much to society. Let them go. Mm-mm. Yeah. Unless, of course, as we have explored on this show, that they're a Jehovah's Witness. Again, I totally understand if that's the case. Totally excusable. Not for me, and I'm sad to see you go based on uh, that belief, but uh, understood. I believe so, Hypatia. A parent could refuse the blood for their child. <sighs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Adds a wrinkle. Yeah. All right, this next one's a little bit more lighthearted. In Nashville, Tennessee, two Republican lawmakers have introduced a bill that would prohibit the sale of refrigerated or cold beer in the state of Tennessee. Pardon? <laughs> could you repeat that? I Thanks. I was S- having a sneezing fit, yeah. You, could you read us that headline one more time? Like, I heard you, <laughs> and I mostly think I understand, but I don't fully it understand. like you were heading towards embryos, but then I heard beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah, the lawmakers have introduced a bill to prohibit the sale of cold or refrigerated beer in the state of Tennessee. So in Tennessee, they want beer to have a waiting period, but not guns. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. You got there before I did. Good job. They, that they, state is getting weirder and weirder by the minute. Well, and the reason they want to do this is because they want to fight um, drunk driving. They think that making an alcoholic wait for the 20 minutes to get home before they can put their beer in the fridge is going to prevent a an alcoholic from drinking a warm beer. Right. <laughs> what? But he could just go to a bar and get a cold beer. Right. If he needs it that badly. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, just because... Beer can it needs to be taste better cold. Most <laughs> regular boozes to come out of a bottle are fine to drink lukewarm. Right. Yeah. So they're only going after beer because yeah, alcoholics they stick with beer. That that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I would need to know what what their sinister dark angle on this is because otherwise I'm I'm fine. It's weird, but I don't care. <laughs> sure. No sure. cold beer in at the convenience store in Tennessee. I'm fine. Cool. You showed them. 
Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make it even weirder, drinking alcohol while behind the wheel is illegal in Tennessee, mm. though open container laws allow those traveling in the vehicle to imbibe. Mm. Just not the driver. This is weird to me. I know I, you know, I grew up in, in Ohio where if there's an open container with alcohol in the car, you're all guilty. It, it doesn't matter who's right. holding it. Uh, so, yeah, just sorry, just to follow up a little bit on Discord for uh, just joshing. <laughs> yeah, I know the stores in PA suck. I live in PA. <laughs> <laughs> I know you often provide me with PA news that I don't have. This is not one of them. <laughs> By the way, all four our, of us live in PA. Yeah. Our, our alcohol laws are the most backwards. Except Utah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I we're, we're real neck and neck with Utah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I don't know. Tennessee feels like feels like they're the, well. No, we've we have since allowed booze. They're still Utah, mm. but uh, no. maybe Tennessee felt like it was getting cut out of the mix and wants to. Get I back feel on like board. Utah is definitely way more draconian than us. Ours are just yes. fucking weird for no reason. Right. You can buy right. beer in your supermarket, but you can only buy, what is it, 12 cans? You can't buy more than 12. You can't get a case at the supermarket. All right. And if you buy, and and there has to be like a separate entrance, and it has to be like closed off from the rest of everything, so we can't see it. Right. And it has to have and separate if you go to a b- purchase separately. Yeah and, you, <laughs> yeah. and if you go to a bar and buy a six pack, or I mean, you can only buy 12 at most, it has to be covered when you leave. You can't just walk out with it in your hand. It has to be in a bag? I didn't know that. Yeah, it has to be like in a brown paper bag or a plastic. I mean, nobody really follows the fucking rule. But, I mean, it's like, God forbid somebody see this. Yeah, and you can buy a case, but you have to go to a case store for that. And that is a separate place. It, doesn't, it can't have a bar in it. It just sells beer and like water. I think they can sell water, too. We have state-run liquor stores. We don't need, you, can, there's, you can't even open a liquor store in this state. Nope. You uh you, you can get more than a twelve pack. You just have to make oh, multiple right, trips. But- <laughs> right, that's true. Yes, it's separate. Yeah, separate. You know, separate purchase. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Anyway, Tennessee, no no cold beer. Uh, the next <laughs> the next thing that I've got is West Virginia. This is this is going to be great for West Virginia because the one thing we don't need in West Virginia is people reading books. Uh, the West Virginia House has passed a bill allowing prosecution of librarians. If the, the librarian can be prosecuted, can be charged, if a reasonable person suspects that there is anything pornographic in the library. And they provide, and they provide it to a child. Totally inappropriate. And so it doesn't matter whether it's actually porn or not. It's if a reasonable person would think that it's porn. And that's a reasonable... And then you could bust the person just working there. Right. Yep. Five years in prison, a fine of $25,000 up to... Is this an introduced bill? Is this an actual law? Is it still in committee? Um, it has gone out of committee. It is The House has passed it. So it's not oh, law yet. Yeah. Right. Hasn't gone to the West Virginia Senate yet, but it's gotten through the House. Oh, I don't know how West Virginia, some states don't have Senates. I don't know. But whatever their process is, it's part, it's through the first part. So forget book burning. <laughs> We're just going to make it so no librarian wants to work in our state and all the libraries yeah. shut yeah. down. Crazy. And an average person believes, depicts, or describes sexually explicit conduct, nudity, sex, or certain bodily functions. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, I like that it's loosely defined as always. Yeah. There's going to be another situation where the author's last name happens to be gay, so they ban the book. <laughs> I mean, what librarian would, in their right mind, keep their job? I mean, 
And is it just... Is that the plan? Is this to phase out librarians? Well, we know books are corrupting our children. Any <laughs> chance to screw up a library? Oh, right. So oh, any, any, any like books that are about, you know, puberty or mm. anything like that, that's a, that's a five years in prison? Yeah. Well, it depends on how I feel about it that day. President uh, mm. <laughs> Gixon points out, it also states that... Uh, or anything a reasonable person would find that lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific mm-hmm. value. So if it has political or scientific value, then the person get away with it. Oh, it also applies to museums, not just libraries. There are museums in West Virginia? <laughs> there are universities about- in West Virginia, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are museums about I was just. <laughs> I was just I know. You know, making a crack on West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, West Virginia, do better. Vote these people out. This is this is crazy. Vote these people out. They already have future President Joe Manchin representing that fantastic state. <laughs> oh, he said right. he's not running. Oh, did Mitt Romney turn him down for fight for VP? Uh, don't know. Yeah, he said this week though that he wasn't going to run. So, not that he had a snowball's chance in hell, but All right, I am not familiar with the last thing, but the last state news is in Alabama. Uh, the state supreme court there cites the Bible. <laughs> In a terrifying embryo ruling, what 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 is yeah, this? Yeah, so the Alabama Supreme Court, the justice, a justice on the Alabama Supreme Court quoted the Bible and said that all um, uh, fertilized uh, eggs are needed to be protected under the Wrongful Death of a Minor Act. So, in vitro fertilization, whoop, that's gone. That's not going to happen in Alabama anymore because every single fertilized egg that you freeze is, if you kill it, it um, it now is murder. Crazy. Alabama has gone bazonkers. I mean, it, you know, we talked about that Ohio case where the woman was uh, uh, arrested when she had a miscarriage. So involuntary manslaughter for a miscarriage in, in Alabama. Is that what we're talking about here? Because that, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the verse he quoted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Apparently, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That's your justification he for this? He broke it into a Supreme Court, a state Supreme Court uh, what is it, a decision, into, into a ruling, a Bible verse. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's such a vague yeah. statement. And it's, uh, I, and it's from people who believed in a God that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> And well, no, the one thing I do find interesting about this argument is, and you know, why I think it's going to be somehow overturned is IVF is not something that poor people do. <laughs> no, this is going to be something that's going to piss off the rich people that want babies. Although, if they're Good rich, point. they can just go to another state. I don't, I don't know, but that's inconvenient. So it, it's just a crazy ruling, Alabama. I don't know what you have done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what they did is they put the wrong people in their Supreme yeah. Court. If a, if a if member of a Supreme Court is going to the Bible for their decision, you put the wrong person yeah. there. And again, just to make my take my point home, if a member of your Supreme Court of your state is going to the Quran to make their mm-hmm. decision, how does that make you yeah. feel? Uh, oh, right. oh uh, um, I, uh, just uh, uh, I, one thing we didn't talk yes. about: the, the case that this was based upon was um, uh, somebody broke into an IVF clinic, dropped a tray containing some of the embryos and ultimately destroying them. That's what the case was based upon. So it was actually specifically around an IVF case where somebody destroyed wow. 
embryos. Oh. Yeah. So th- this is not just a side effect of their decision. This is specifically... Well, no, the person who broke in to destroy the embryos was so that this case could move <laughs> forward. That's entirely possible, I suppose. Oh. But it's happening. Yeah. <sighs> these people work full-time and hard mm. to try to weasel these crazy-ass Latronian laws in when they see an opportunity, and they had a big old opportunity. Yeah. Apparently, they had a miniature version of Justice Alito on the Alabama Supreme yeah. Court. But any contraceptive that actually prevents implantation of, of a fertilized egg, that's out the door next. That's gone. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Bonkers. Yeah, what impact could overturning Roe v. Wade have? <laughs> uh, so back back on the previous one real quick, Hesion Gixson is pointing this out to me. Uh, he, he said, read it again, and I went back and took a look at it. The the statement I read about uh, the, the text being anything a reasonable person would find that lacks literary, artistic, political, or scientific value, that's in addition to the porn thing. So if there's porn, you can sue or or file Get arrested I, I, it was criminal yeah, charges criminal. against your librarian also if there are books that don't have literary artistic political or scientific value you could do the same thing so long harry potter yeah so long every 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 atheist book that's in the library yeah hm. unbelievable all right uh i'm yeah we're running long um want to hit the, the Consumer Health Digest, real quick. I wanted to... It's a good... This is a good week for the Consumer Health Digest. Um, The first thing in there I did want to point out, there's a publisher who retracted uh, abortion pill studies. Sage Publications has retracted three papers that were doing uh, abortion... that Analyzing abortion data because the papers, uh, their conclusions lacked scientific rigor. The authors and peer reviewer failed to adequately disclose uh, conflicts of interest related to affiliations with anti-abortion organizations. Mm. (laughs) The people who did the peer review on these are anti-abortion, are members of anti-abortion organizations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they retracted these three papers. Now, why is this important? Because the Supreme Court of the United States is going to be looking at a ruling, there's a hearing that's going to them in March about abortion, and these papers were part of the basis for why it's going to the Supreme Court. Oh, it's so acute that they think that matters at this point. <laughs> uh, well, it, I mean, it does matter because the Supreme Court can no longer use these papers as references. Now, will they go ahead and do whatever the fuck they want? Mm-hmm. Clearly, they yeah. have, but they can't use this as their argument. They can do whatever they want. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like I heard both in that same sentence. They have no oversight. They can do whatever they want. They keep their jobs for life, but they can't use this paper? Can't they? (laughs) Just like no one can use the cake ruling to deny people service? Oh, wait, they can do it every time. Very true. However, if we ever get the Supreme Court sorted, this could (laughs) definitely be used to, to overturn it. So we're all hoping for Clarence Thomas to take up John Oliver's offer? I, you know, I really want that to happen. I don't know if everybody has heard this, but on last week tonight, John Oliver had a, this last week, he had a huge, I don't Expose? know, a, a lot of information about the Supreme Court and people taking bribes, people on the Supreme Court taking bribes, and a massive section on Clarence mm. Thomas, and at the end of it, 
He said, so you like to take money to make decisions? How about this? I will give you one million dollars a year for the rest of your life. Or my life. Until or you John's, or depending I, on who right. dies first. Whoever dies first, that ends it. One million dollars a year and a what was it? A two point five million dollar luxury motor <laughs> yeah. coach? Yes. All you have to do is within the next thirty days resign from the Supreme Court. And sign this piece of paper. Yep. No, no word. word. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's absolutely amazing. And if I mean, he should definitely take it. Come on, Clarence. <laughs> I think I think it's yeah. a funny call out. I think that uh the you know, four and probably several other billionaires that were highlighted in the expose you could absolutely make a much more lucrative counter offer for him not mm, to do that sure but i did like all the information he was able to provide of why clarence thomas is and always has been a scumbag and <laughs> continues to be an absolute detriment to our country in every possible yep. way yes. just ask any of the women who have worked for him yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we have that. I wanted to also mention the Mayo Clinic. Fuck, Mayo Clinic, do better. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Um, do I have, what do I have on this? So they have started promoting the practice of Reiki at the Mayo Clinic. <sighs> now, how does this happen? Well, let me tell you how this happens. Somebody up in the administration, probably somebody with political contacts, said, hey, we should look into practice of Reiki. And the, the people at the Mayo Clinic went, no. <laughs> and they went, no, really, we should look into this. And they went, look, the, the, peop the actual scientists, the actual doctors went, I don't know anything about it. No. So the Mayo Clinic, somebody over there in charge, said, all right, you don't know anything about it. I am going to pull in people who know about Reiki, and they will head up the promotion of Reiki within the Mayo Clinic. So they have now hired Reiki practitioners at the Mayo Clinic in order to study and promote the healing practice of Reiki. I mean, it, for me, it falls in the same category as, you know, prayer and meditation and Tai Chi or whatever else. Calm your mind, placebo effect. It doesn't hurt anything as long as you're not replacing any actual medicine with it. I'm sorry, if you go to the Mayo Clinic yeah. for something, you probably need yeah. actual medical help. Well, that's true. Yep. And they're spending money doing it, so that's stupid. But, I mean, if they stick to the scientific yeah, method, um, it will, you know, actually actually to the scientific method, it will do nothing, and maybe then they'll stop. <laughs> well, no, I think they just want to cut. Yeah. These people are going to go to someone to get them to do Reiki on them. Why not collect these people's money mm. oh. and we can put that into the Mayo Clinic? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like acupuncture at Johns Hopkins. Right. Yeah. There was a, a senator decided that he wanted acupuncture to be studied and he gave a grant and Johns Hopkins went, we like money. We'll take that grant and we'll build a whole new wing for acupuncture. And so I had a friend actually say, well, if acupuncture isn't real, then w would Johns Hopkins have a whole wing dedicated to it? Yes, because yes. they got money. Yep. It's, it's a door off the lobby that's a different color, and it's set aside, and it's different, and it has a warning letter. But it's yes, it's in the building. <laughs> yep. That is something that at least I have learned in the last eight years more than I ever have in my life is that – 
There's no integrity mind. anywhere in the world. No, yes, kind yeah. of. I, 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 when I say this as an absolute, I don't mean it as an absolute, but institutions aren't real. Mm. Institutions are only a collection of people. If you fill an institution with enough scumbags, it totally degrades that institution. So you really have to, I mean, I feel like we're just devolving into this every man for himself mm. society because everybody can just, like, are police really awful? No. But are there enough awful police that it makes policing seem awful? Yeah. Sure. You know, are is the idea of, you know, congressional leadership that to represent the people a bad idea? No. <laughs> but in application, is it a terrible idea? Yes. It's like Marjorie Taylor Greene as example one. Yeah. God. Yeah. Why? Why is she a person? <laughs> Freaking Georgia. Yeah. I'm sticking with my nobody has integrity. <laughs> well, Supreme Court is supposed to be, you know, an, an institution above reproach. Not really true anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, numerous, n numerous Supreme Court justices have been accused, rightfully so, of bribery, of taking bribes, um, doing, doing for favors sure. for friends. That institution has suffered because of those people, and it's going to take a lot to get right. their reputation back. Right. And Karen's not wrong. The reason they've been accused is because of all right. the bribes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they've – it's not just accused. They've admitted. Yeah. They, they've come out and said, oh, well, I didn't think I needed to declare that. Like, they didn't even deny nope. it. Yeah, I received that millions of dollars worth, but that didn't count, right? My favorite thing in the whole wide world, my motor coach. Don't call it an RV. <laughs> Right. These people should not be treated like fucking yeah. royalty. They should be living in two bedroom fucking houses, making 50 well, grand. Well, that was, that was uh, the, his whole argument was that it, the amount of money he was making wasn't worth the job. So he threatened to leave unless people gave him stuff. So people gave him stuff. He <laughs> demanded it. All of his friends, they're not friends of friendship. They're friends of, he demanded, I will leave unless you give me money and power. And a motor coach. <laughs> yeah, like, we just need to make some little tweaks yeah. here to the system. Like, having the president nominate the Supreme Court, whose fucking idea yeah. was that? Like, I mean, I, I generally would have to think that people back then were even worse than they are now. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, like, their scruples. Like, nobody was like, nah, that guy will never do things for his own advantage, yeah. right? <laughs> Like, no one thought that? <laughs> I mean, nobody thought that until 10 years ago, except for occasional outli you know, outliers. I don't think that nobody thought that. Nobody thought, like, no one would actually right, do right. it, right? At this point, like, and then one now day- Now it's all on Front Street, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to, to follow this up, and I, I want to bring this up because I did watch that Oliver episode last night, and I did have some questions about it, and it came up here in the Discord. At no point in his show- Again, and I know Heston Gixon was paraphrasing, and I'm not accusing him of anything. Did he say that only 18% of Americans have faith in the Supreme Court? That is not at all accurate, and that is not at all <laughs> what he said. He said that the he said that when polled, only 18% of American people expressed great or complete confidence ah. in the Supreme Court. That's a reasonable percentage. The fact that 18% people think. <laughs> That, that would express great or total confidence in the Supreme Court is, too, is high too high of a number <laughs> at any time. It is filled with nine people, nine people that bribed their way into the Federalist Society. Nine people that get to stay yeah. there for life. 
and sort of get out of touch maybe with what the rest of the world is thinking because they're fucking yeah. old. And, and old people are not known for their flexibility <laughs> as they get older. Right. And Clarence Thomas is right but wrong. You shouldn't want to be in there for the mm. pay. You want to be in there because you are a paragon of the law and you are elected to the hi- mm. elected. You are placed in the <laughs> highest possible position in order to, you know, help maintain the law in order that you swore to protect when you became, you know, a lawyer and then a judge. And then it's, yeah, same thing with these senators. And they're, oh, oh we got to go back and forth to our home state and making, you know, 250000 a year isn't nearly enough. It's mm. way too much. Yeah. It's way too much. Shame on all of you people. Do you not understand how much money normal people make? Are you that lost in the world that you yeah. live in? Mm-hmm. Where you think 300000 a year is chump change? God, you darn should, it. That's the thing. You should not want these jobs. Right? These are thankless civil yeah. servant jobs. Right. Not the, one are, tier above celebrities. I Come mean, it's on. That, it's that, like, that, that saying, like, the best leader is the leader who doesn't want to lead. You know, it's sure. thrust well, upon then, I mean, term limits right. would solve all of this. You don't get to be on the Supreme Court for life. You get to be there for 12 years. 12 years sounds about right. You don't get to be in the House for life two years at a time. You get to be there for right. eight years. Senate will do that another 12 because they do um, six years in between elections. That's it. That's all you get. I mean, Jesus Christ, the, or, the House of Representatives, they spend half their time trying to get reelected right. from what I understand. Right. That's that's what they spend all their time doing is trying <laughs> yeah. to keep their job. But yeah, I'm with you, Karen. I, I would give even a little bit more <laughs> grace because I know how slow everything happens <laughs> sure. in this horrible political system we have in this country. So if you want to do 18 years in the Senate and yeah, two, four, six, eight, eight in sure. Congress should be sufficient. You're only really ruining one generation <laughs> at that point. And Supreme Court, give them 20. All right. Yeah. 20 years, perfectly fine. (laughs) No, that is way too much in my opinion. Eight. Eight. Ooh, eight. Eight. You get you get two presidential terms. Interesting. That's it. Keep it fresh. No, wait. I change it. Fourteen. I'll give you (laughs) fourteen. Yeah, I think eight's too short because you could have you could have an entire court replaced by a single Republican. That'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. President. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go over multiple. Well, what did I say? You change you change your outlook on life every seven years. So that's okay. why I went with Fortune. Oh, Interesting. Okay. All right. I love the discussion, but uh, we're running late, and I just want to hit this real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to mention this. The uh, – where did we put it? The Conscious Life Expo. I believe this is held in Los Angeles. It was covered by the LA Times. This thing is amazing. For 22 years, this has been a gathering, a meeting house – for astrologers, channelers, aura readers, quantum life coaches, psychics, hypnotists, and a growing number of star seeds. Uh, what? Star seeds? Yeah, I heard that and I went, wait, <laughs> what? This is something new. Star seeds is something completely new to me. These are people like Chauvet, who is at this year's a speaker at this year's uh, event who believe that they are galactic volunteers that have taken on a human form to help the children of Gaia. Nice. I. These are alien spiritual beings who have taken on a human form to help guide the children of Earth. Mm. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, yeah. This is a a meeting place of crazies. That's awesome. Uh, they seem to be relatively harmless crazies. That's what I heard. I heard, hey, do you know what's going on here? A bunch of like-minded people with similar ideas like to spend some time together and experience camaraderie and not get mm. judged. Although I, I guess... Totally down with that. Unless they're up I, to something. I have... Then I'm less down with it. I mean, I think that there are some unscrupulous um, uh, spiritual guider, guidance people. You know, psychics is... Yeah, yeah. tons of bad actors, I'm but sure. But this, this in general seems like a, you know, a meeting of harmless, crazy people. <laughs> well, I mean, one, the, the psychics are involved, mm. so they're just grifting. They're, they're telling people what they want to hear to, to get yeah. their money. They have red light therapy that you can get while you're attending, so you can pay money to sit under a red light. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't... What? I could do that with my light bulbs <laughs> in my house. Um, yeah, you could. I'm going to start charging people to hang out in my bedroom. This has, <laughs> the expo draws eight between eight to 10,000 attendees per year for the last 22 wow. years. Jared, I would pay for that. <laughs> to just hang out in my bedroom? <laughs> yeah. I've known you for nearly 30 years. I don't think I've ever been in your bedroom. I think it'd be worth the money. <laughs> Here's an image that I wanted to share. What oh. is Oh, is it a giant? How much does that cost? How much does that cost? The old tuning fork on the head. <laughs> she, he, is, he is cleansing her mm. with sound waves. Yeah, that's a Thor-sized tuning fork. That really right is. There. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's got to feel super weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you know it's working. There are different booths selling, you know, crystals uh, mantis skulls, mantis crystal skulls for sale. Oh, what now? Nice. Um, and well, a, a crystal skull that is shaped like the head oh, of a praying mantis. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Ew. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Why praying mantis? I mean, I yeah. I mean, praying mantis is the one really disturbing thing I remember about praying mantises is that while they're mating, the the female eats eats the male's head. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Well. She bites off the male's head and then sucks out all the, the juices inside so she has enough energy yeah. to give birth. Yeah, that's yep. his role, to fertilize the eggs and then provide her with the energy to <laughs> to, 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 to right. turn them into babies. Sure. Circle of life here. I, it seems an yeah. odd one to, you know, want to follow and emulate. And... Oh, why? It's the, it's the, this is. The purest this. circle of life? Again, me being, <laughs> me being prejudiced, me being prejudiced and generally rude, uh, this circle of people is all about Gaia and goddesses mm. and Mother Earth and what has that power that this species that reveres its females and allows the females to eat the males so it could create more of that species. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic reaction. <laughs> In any case, I just, I just had to share that. I'm sure that uh, there's probably 50% of the people who go there are actually just trying to, you know, grift, make money. Oh yeah. my gosh, I would say it's much the higher. The smell than that. of that place. Well, no, you're right. You got to have a lot of. You've got to have a lot of mm. of rubes in order to make the fleecing worthwhile. So yeah, fifty fifty is probably good. Oh, the yeah, you mentioned the smell of it. I can just imagine the uh -oh. uh, between the aromatherapy, the weed, and the patchouli. Exactly. Ugh. The patchouli. The patchouli. Oh <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Well, I mean, what a great opportunity. To, for people to think of a way to finally, uh, you know, monetize what you can do with a home 3D printer. <laughs> you could just right. make three dozen praying mantis heads and sell them for $10 a piece. And... Oh, crazy people. They're amusing. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, that's it. That's all I've got. You guys have anything else? No, I want to die. <laughs> Negative, sir. Oh, okay. Hopefully not because of the episode. <laughs> no, no. No, I feel great. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for this week. I'll start wrapping up by thanking our patrons for supporting this podcast, especially those of you who could be here tonight. Josh, Hypatia, Hessian Gixon, Big Old Grumpy Wolf, we do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You could share the podcast on social media, leave a review for us on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. And I have noticed a lot of people have been resharing on SoundCloud. Ooh. I do really appreciate that. Woo. Um, if Oh, you can also join us on our Patreon page and join our Discord and be here as we record. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can, uh, other than our Discord, you can contact us on our Facebook page or by tweeting at ProfaneArg or emailing godless at ProfaneArgument.com. Uh, also, I'd like to encourage people to check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network. It is a podcasting network. You can find all the shows at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.